You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm partner and attorney Chris Johnson, and today we are talking about music therapy. What is it and who can benefit from it? Joining us for the conversation is Carrie Friedel, a nationally board-certified music therapist and neurologic music therapist. Carrie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Chris. Oh, we appreciate you taking, giving up your time to be a guest. Well, I, I think we should start this conversation for our listeners. I think a lot of people out there are wondering, what exactly is music therapy? Well, that's a great question. I get it all the time. Um, it is the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions um, which to accomplish individualized goals for people of all ages and ability level. Uh, it is a therapeutic relationship, and it is given by a credentialed professional like myself, who has, um, I have completed an approved music therapy program through uh, an accredited college. Interesting. So, so who are the people that benefit from this when someone's looking into music therapy? Because I'll be frank, this one's a new one on me. Uh, who are the people out there that can benefit from this? Well, Chris, anyone looking to improve their quality of life and well-being can benefit from music therapy. I personally work with people um, in different areas of diagnosis um, I work with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, as well as for any population, including stroke, traumatic brain injury, Parkinson's and Huntington's disease, cerebral palsy, Alzheimer's disease, autism, mental health, and other neurologic disorders affecting cognition and movement, um, and even communication and psychosocial function. So what is it about music therapy that kind of gets through on, I mean, these are difficult conditions you have mentioned, TBI, strokes, Parkinson's. What, why, why is music therapy effective where, where other types of therapies aren't? What's the special sauce there? Well, um, we do work with other therapists on a therapy team often. I, uh, work with people who have Parkinson's disease and they uh, often have voice issues where their voice will soften um, as part of their symptomatology for Parkinson's disease. And so singing and doing vocal warmups, just like a professional singer would do, um, or a choir um, has helped shown to be a good exercise to help strengthen that voice for somebody who has Parkinson's and to help uh, either preserve the voice 
or even make it stronger that they understand that they need to speak up and out uh, in regular everyday life. And there is something about music that um, we all have a love of music in somewhat form or fashion that um, it also helps lift feelings of apathy that might be experienced and helps lift feelings of depression and work through some anxieties as well. Interesting. So let's talk about uh, what a neurologic music therapist is. That's a little bit of, of a mouthful. What is a neurologic music therapist and, and how are they different from other music therapies? Well, neurologic music therapy is a specialized training within um, the music therapy world. Um, it is a research-guided clinical model that is driven by advances in neuroscience. And the understanding of the perception, the production, and the performance of music and how music can influence and change the non-musical brain and the behavior function. Very interesting. So can you give us some examples of what a music therapy session would look like when you sit down and you have one of these individuals that can benefit and you have a developmental disability or a stroke or a TBI, how's that going to work? How are you coming up with what's going to happen and, and how are you going to implement it? Right. Well, part of the uh, music therapy model and the what is called the transformational model of music therapy is to first assess the client, um, to assess what their needs are, what their strengths are, uh, how um, they are, you know, they perceive the music, how are they reacting to it. And some of this is um, some of the general standardized assessments that one may see throughout um, diagnosis. I am not the one who does the diagnosis. Uh, that's left to the medical team. Right. But um, for example, um, I have worked with people who have had strokes um, where they, they have aphasia. And within that, um, I will assess them on an aphasia scale, but then we will take music that they relate to, uh, to help kind of recreate those connections in the brain that have been damaged from the stroke. Um, so the ability to speak is sometimes taken away. Right. And so there is um, musical, melodic intonation therapy where you take uh, line of just, hello, how are you? And you practice it musically. You sing it. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? And that over time can translate into back into speaking as well. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It is. All right. So let's talk about when you're dealing with someone with Alzheimer's, uh, is it different? You know, when, when you're looking at these different diseases, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or be it a stroke. So you gave one example there. Does it get tailored differently depending on what the issue is that you're dealing with? 
Yes, it does. Um, because we're all individuals, um, it's often based on individual needs. Even within a group session, I am looking at people and seeing what their needs are, if they're engaging with the music, if they are not engaging, and how to, um, especially within a group session of memory care, um, how to create an environment where people are interacting with one another or interacting with me and music. So we sing songs with them that they may have known in their 20s that brings back those memories and then hold a discussion about what memories have come up for that. Uh, One of my favorite parts of being in Nashville is often doing some country songs, um, (laughs) especially I remember one session where it was we were singing some Johnny Cash songs and some people were remembering seeing Johnny Cash in their younger days or even just seeing him at the grocery store. Um, so those are very special um, music therapy sessions. And ha- it's different for memory care than Parkinson's because Parkinson's is very functional. Um, even though we're talking about memories as well and singing songs from their youth, um, they're improving their life through um, through singing and through being able to walk out the door and function just a little bit better uh, in their daily life. So I have to ask, do you work with, you, do you have to engage with the kind of the family members or friends as well so you kind of know what songs are going to strike a chord with your patient? Or how does that work? Um, yeah, I always um, talk to the family. Um, get to, um, especially if the patient can't necessarily tell me right away what they like, um, the family members will help fill me in because they're the ones that know that person best. Um, With the um, Parkinson's groups that I run here in Nashville, uh, we also invite the care partners to be a part of the singing group because that helps build a bond um, with them and it gives them something to do with their partner that they don't have to worry about anything else in that hour. Okay. So now I guess, I mean, it it sounds like we can do a lot of good with this and you can see, I mean, the the stories you're sharing here, uh, you can imagine the impact this is on the families, but I think a lot of people want to know you know, how do we pay for this? Is it is it covered by insurance? Is it something that they have to pay for on their own? How does you know? Do you need a referral from your doctor? Uh, how do you how do you get linked up if you're someone in need? How do they get linked up with you? Right, um, that's a great question, and I um, there are several ways. First, to get linked up with me, um, they could always visit my website. Um, I'm at inharmonymusicmidtn.com, and on there is a blue button on the first page that says um, schedule a consultation, which I would give a free 30-minute consultation to anybody who has questions about music therapy and how that could help them or their loved one. Or my email address is carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, at inharmonymusic, 
midtn.com. They can always reach out to me that way. As for payment, um, that is something we discuss. Um, Personally, as a private practice, I do not file insurance, though I do know other groups where insurance is paid. Often music therapy is not covered by Medicare, however. Um, But also I contract with groups. Um, I contract with the Peterson Foundation for Parkinson's here in Nashville. And that's where I run the um, groups for people who have Parkinson's. And they can come to those groups um, for a very low cost donation if they would like. It is funded. It, it is grant funded. Um, other ways is to contract with um, assisted living or memory care facilities and homes where I go in and um, do group sessions with the people living there as well. So um, out of cur- I got to ask out yeah. of curiosity. So they, the fact that you're willing to do at home or group sessions, do you, do people get more out of the group sessions? Is it, is it better? You know, a lot of people think, Hey, one-on-one is better, things like that. But I, I could see in a group session where people might, you know, Hey, one person, they see one person succeed and the others in the group feel like, you know, they're more, it's like an extra bit of motivation when they see it work. Do you, do you find one is better than the other or does they each have their benefits? They each have their benefits. Now, I see what you're saying with the group. Um, I will say with um, the Peterson Voices, with the Parkinson's group, um, we say that you do not have to be musical. You do not have to be a singer to come to this group. <laughs> and some people are not. Um, not saying that they are bad in any way, but they have never had a choir or group singing experience in their life. And they may come in somewhat shy and unsure about this new thing about singing, helping their voice. And then a lot of the other people say, oh, you'll be fine. Um, It will be great. And they end up loving it. Because they are, they do see that um, their friends are engaging as well. And there's a wealth of support in that um, group as well. As for individual, if somebody needs um, more direct care, like somebody who has had a stroke and needs that one-on-one to um, help with their therapy, um, that is very important to to give them okay. that time. So how does one how does someone get started? If someone's sitting at home listening right now and they have a loved one or a family member that they think, man, we 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 should engage with this. What what are they? What do you want them to do? Well, like I said earlier, they can engage with my website. Uh, they can go online and go to in harmony music midtn.com and there is a blue button on the website that says schedule your free consultation and they can get started that way they can schedule it Um, if they don't find a time that's right for them they can email me as well I'm at carrie c-a-r-r-i-e at inharmonymusicmidtn.com
All right. That's fantastic. Now, I, I have one last question. The uh, Do you have a particular story or time where you feel like, you know, this was a great success story or, you know, a moment with a, a client or a patient that really touched you or anything like that? Oh, I have lots of stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell this story. I um, have seen a person... Um, who had a stroke, um, as I was talking about, that with my neurologic music therapy background, I was called because she did have aphasia and she had lost a lot of her expressive speech. And I have, um, uh, I will say that she is still one of my current clients, but I have worked with her for nine months. Well, yes maybe more, um, but for on a biweekly basis. And uh, she has gotten to where she can communicate a little better. The expressive, um, the spontaneous expressiveness has not completely come out, but if she has learned a phrase or um, knows a song, she can speak that. Uh, One of the other therapeutic things that has happened within this relationship is that, you know, she's, when you go through an event like this, uh, this client experienced a lot of grief over the loss of her independence and have had to depend on um, more care and uh, lifestyle change. And coming in as a music therapist, sometimes there are days where she may feel low and she's determined to work, but we have to stop and acknowledge that grief as well. And often sing songs that either help affirm her or songs that will help lift her spirits as well. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, Carrie, I can't thank you enough for sharing your time and expertise today. I want to say the website one more time for our listeners. It's inharmonymusicmidtn.com. Inharmonymusicmidtn.com. And you heard her email address. Uh, We just cannot thank you enough for being willing to share your time and being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you, Chris. It was such a pleasure. Wonderful. I certainly appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Well, everyone, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Tagus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, 
or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 